The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 930 with Brock and Sog. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on Seattle Sports Station. Good morning, Coach. Hey. You got the action green today. Yeah, I'm trying to brighten the thing up here. We got, we got a we got a big turnaround. We got to make here in a hurry and get going. And I know everybody wants to talk about what just happened, and we will. But uh, our focus goes right to you know we got a game Thursday night, so we got to get rolling. What did before? We'll get to Thursday. What did happen yesterday? I mean, that's that's not what we associate with Seahawks football. Yeah, it was a really terrible start. You know, the um, they had a nice little drive to get a field goal, and then they then we get a turnover and just a, you know, it's just a that's. Gino's play of the year, you know, they do the ball into in trouble right there and on the opener, and, and they come right back and banging her in the end zone, and, and so it's, it goes 17 before we know it, and then we uh, then we we slowed them down on defense, and we picked it up on offense, and we get back in the game 17-10, we get the 17-14, and we get the ball, you know, coming back to us. <clears throat> we're 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 ready to go, and uh, third quarter was quiet, and then fourth quarter we we couldn't get off the field, and uh, we couldn't get our we needed to get a, a drive to go get a touchdown. It was just it, it, it seems it seems different than that at times when you look back at it. But really, we needed to win or, or, or a drive in one side or the other in the fourth quarter and uh, and get a win. And then, and then it just gets where they're to run the ball every snap, you know, and it looked terrible. And uh, and so it's a it's a bad feeling and all that about that game and, and an opportunity. That was a good physical tough team. You know, and they they played like it and uh, you know give give Steve a lot of credit. I Man, he's turned that thing around. That that was a hard team. The, the, playing in a game exactly the way they want it, they're ahead, you know, and then so that they can keep on running. I think they threw it twice in the fourth quarter. You know, it wasn't a matter of putting Sam Darnold in trouble or any of that kind of stuff. They didn't have to throw it, and uh, so um, we're looking at a very typical team. The, the Niners did the same thing yesterday to Tampa. They got out ahead and got going and threw the ball a lot early in the game, and then and, and late in the game they ran the ball every snap. You know, and so uh, that's. Uh, that's a cool way to play football. You can see it. You know, there's a real style to it, and you know how much I love being able to play that way. And it's frustrating that we're not there. It feels like Pete. I remember a number of years ago uh, when you built the most dominant defense in the league. It felt like the adjustment that so many teams started to make was just throw checkdowns, and just throw underneath and throw underneath and throw underneath, and you rally and tackle. It feels like the last four weeks, so many of the plans of these offensive coordinators have been the same: condense formations, tighten it down. And as you said, when they get ahead with the run, they can keep running it. But Tampa, Vegas, Rams, Carolina, a little differently, all of them, different personnel. But it feels like all of them have featured the run game first and foremost. And, oh, yeah. And- it's, 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 it documents 40 runs, you know, 40-plus. And that, that's that's what happens when you have a chance in, in the fourth quarter to run it 15 times or something like that. And your numbers go up and, and you slant it all. And you, it, it's it's a message sent, you know. And, and uh, it's unfortunate because we, we, we see it. We're working at it. And uh, we're... We're trying to get these things stopped. Um, there's no mystery here, you know. So we got to get better. and We got to get right. What are the conversations like with your defensive coaches afterwards and throughout this week as you try to to get that <clears throat> thing fixed? Uh, we, you know, we we go right at all of the issues and the plays and what could have been different. How could we have changed, you know, and how could we have fixed this or that? Or could a guy have seen something a bit sooner? Could we have got you know, taking more time on rest. We haven't seen a lot of mystery stuff now. We haven't seen a lot of new stuff. We've seen mm-hmm. teams pretty much doing what they've been doing and we and what we've been practicing against, which is frustrating because we we see this stuff and we're able to talk about it on the sidelines and, and make sure that we're making the fine tune and adjustments and stuff. But you still gotta make those 
those freaking plays, and you got to make those tackles, and you got to knock them back, and you got to keep them from falling forward, where they can keep running that ball again. And, and uh, we need to force them to throw the football. I mean, they, the last couple of games they haven't thrown the ball very well at us, and they don't—they haven't had to. So it's uh, we got to turn this thing. In. It, it is complimentary football. We got to get ahead too. We're out in, in, in front of these teams and not let them sit like that. Mm-hmm. I guess the reason I ask is, you know, it's mostly new defensive football staff from what you've had in the past, right? It's new people to you, and and, and that's not to say that can't work, but just that you know, there I would think there's a just a, a process of getting to know each other, getting comfortable with each other, etc. And then when things don't go the way you want them to, that gets exacerbated a little bit. How do you guys work through that? No, we no, we're not. We're not in any issues at all about not knowing who we're talking to or how we're dealing with one another. We've 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 slammed you know that way back when we worked really hard early to communicate and make sure we're on the same page and philosophically how we're going about it. We have to, we're challenged philosophically. We are because the things we're doing aren't working out for us the way we want to. So we have to keep tweaking and, and adjusting as we can and making good decisions there. But you only get better in time. You know, you get better, you get clearer, you 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 feel one another. You you can draw the best out of each other more. So uh, that that happens, and, and so you can get better. But this is not a this is not an issue right now. It, it, the numbers yesterday, Pete, 118 yards after contact. It feels a little bit like sack numbers. Everybody always blames the big guys. Oh, the old line can't block. Oh, the old line ain't doing this. Oh, all these sacks. When you know and I know it's QB decision making. It's maybe the, the running backs and the tight ends. They're blocking and they're chipping. Everybody points at the D line. Oh, this D line can't get off the field. Oh, they can't do anything. But 118 yards after contact yesterday, it felt like it takes everyone. It takes your corners coming up, and many times, in right when they're on the edge, they've got to have that same stopping power. They're just—is there enough stopping power on that initial contact in this group right now? Well, a couple, couple things. One, you're absolutely right that it takes all eleven, and it takes the coaches working with those eleven. But it's really easy, you know. There's a difference between accountability and blame, you know. And, and uh, we, the the focus we have is to make sure that we keep putting the guys in the right position, and they're repping out so they know what they're supposed to do, and then they have to do it. And we have to we have to you know call on them to make their tackles, make their plays, and, and disengage in the blocks, and fit these things up right. And then there, I'm, I'm promise you, you watch the film. These guys were busting their ass. They were trying their ass have to get this done and uh and the falling forward stuff a little momentum <clears throat> a little attitude on their part uh really really showed i thought this was a really physical team that was able to to utilize that as a strength late in the game because of the way the game came down and and uh we weren't able to counter it quickly enough to to get ourselves a win but there was all kinds of ways to get that done and we have to f- be resourceful we got to play off one another we got to come together and be able to make those plays to help the other side as well so it's 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 way more than just one issue that stat i don't know that stat so much we don't talk about that stat in general it's really the first time it's come up when you uh you guys made a scheme change this past off season do you have the right personnel for this new scheme well, we're, we're, we have to fit the personnel to, to the scheme. You know, that we have to fit, fit our guys into what we're doing and, and we're trying to maximize. There was a time early in the year when we made a little adjustment that really made a difference for us. And that, that held together for, for a while. And, and, uh, but it got, it, you know, we, we hung with it and we had to keep adjusting, keep moving. Uh, I don't, you may, maybe didn't notice yesterday, but Al 
Al Woods was playing five technique, you know, and we wanted to get him on the tight end side and see if we could uh, use his his size and girth and, and and the style of play that he brings, which he did a good he did a good job, and he got you know he got banged up and had to leave in the second quarter. Unfortunately, we were hoping to get uh, an impact out of, of that change right there. So, um, I am yeah, Mike. This is not a, this. We always need to be better. We always need to have the guys that can make the plays for you. It's a lot easier when the guy rips in the backfield and makes the tackle. And there's a lot of defenses that work when the guy's you know a, a, you know big time you know playmaker and all that. We have to find our ways best to situate our guys so that they can make the things happen that they're capable of doing, and, and just keep scrambling to get that done. How do you characterize Geno's day? Uh, he had a hard day, you know, a lousy start in the first play of the, the game. That was just a, you know, he just shouldn't have gone downfield on that ball. He should have dumped the ball, waited it out. He had great protection, waited out and thrown the ball in the flat, and, and that would have been play number one in the game, and away we go. Um, but he thought he saw something, and he thought he could get in there, and he just was a, a beat late in his, as he was moving. We were rolling him on that play. And uh, so he had to get another stride, and when he did, it just gave the DB time to get in. That was that was a bad one. The other the, but the, the other turnover, you know, we got we got duped on it. You know, we thought that the guys jumped off sides. We try to see the flag out of the corner of your eye as the quarterback so that we know what's happened so we, we, we can uh, identify a free play. He felt like there was enough action in the line of scrimmage that he had him. Didn't, you know, he... When, as he goes back, I talked to him about it. He said, "Yeah, I, I needed, I needed to see that flag, or I can't do, make that choice." You know, he chucked the ball down the field because you can on a free play. It wasn't a free play, and they, uh, you know, they didn't. You know, they, so that that's that's his plays in the day. I thought he threw a lot of great balls. He did a lot of great stuff. He made things happen with some terrific throws and placement. And the guys came through with their catches. Tyler was phenomenal again uh, on the sidelines and on the touchdown and, and third downs, fourth downs, and all those. Um, you know, I, I I thought it was, I thought he played a, a game that you know you could you could have and still be a good football player and be a terrific you know factor and all of that. A couple plays got away from him. I was all curious how he would handle a not great day. <clears throat> how, how would he bounce back from it? How would he accept responsibility? What does his leadership look like in those moments? I gotta say, we'll play a cut six here. This was Gino after the game. I don't know that I've ever heard a better post-game answer after an okay or not-so-great game from a quarterback than this one. Uh, I mean, I have to look at the numbers, but, uh, you know, I feel like I was up and down. Had some, had some good plays, had some not-so-good plays. And um, it's the NFL. Nobody, nobody's perfect. Um, you know, I, I don't expect to come out here and be perfect, but I do have a standard, and, uh, you know, I don't think I played to that standard quite today. I just There's something about the way he handles responsibility that I really enjoy. Yeah, I was just with him this morning um, for a few minutes, uh, and, and same. I, I, not hearing that, I didn't hear that clip. I would have thought that's what how he would talk because he, he felt like um, he he pushed a little bit more than he should. You know, he, he didn't need to. He had, there was all kinds of things that he could have taken that wouldn't would have kept him out of trouble in the game, and and that's where we have to make sure that we stay, and we got to get back to really executing everything really sharp and really clean, and and make somebody else stop us and not not force the issue. Uh, unnecessarily and and he was great about it i mean it, that's about as i'm saying he's an, an accountable person he is doing it exactly the way you want a guy to to respond and he was that way in the game as well he, he took ownership he said screw that up and he said next next play it ain't gonna happen again you know and and uh so he, he like we've been saying gino has been on the mark and uh, that's a good illustration of it
My old real estate boss used to say, figures don't lie, liars figure. And in the media times, it's very easy to nitpick stats. And I gave you the yards after contact stats or, or look at different numbers and spin them one way or another, Pete. But over the last four weeks, 11 rushes, 20 rushes, 18 rushes, 10 rushes. That's the number of carries for your running backs. And I know it's all works in unison with the passing game, the defense, and all of it. How do we crank up those running numbers against one of the best groups Thursday night in the league right now? Yeah, we have to. We just we have to. We have to balance that out. We've got to, we've got to make it go. It, you you guys know exactly how I feel about this. I don't have to t- tell you about it. Uh, it. And it's just not happening the way it's got to happen for us to be successful uh, consistently, particularly against really good teams. And so um, that just has to be evened out. And if we don't do that, then then we're going to wind up on the other end of it again. And it has to do with time on the field. It has to do with you know the clock running. So much, so many factors in here that 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 help us play more complementary ball. We we can get that done. We have got to get it done. How close are your running backs to returning? Your injured running backs. Um, we'll see from Kenneth this week. Uh, he, he he'll practice his way back into being able to go. So uh, we're going to look at him today on the field and see what happens. We're, we're going out again today uh, to get started on the week. Um, it's it's a light work week because of the shortness of it, but um, we'll still figure that out, and, and uh, he'll be able to show us, so we'll see how that goes. DJ, uh, I don't know. Again, he's still you know coming back from this high ankle, and that's it'll be a, a, a great comeback if he's able to come back this week. Homer played 49 of 54 snaps after coming off his own illness and knee injury. How did he hold up? <clears throat> he was fine. Can we talk about Tyler Lockett for a minute? Sure. I mean, I feel like we every game or or how once a week, every couple of weeks, we get one of these plays where he's toe tapping in the back of the end zone and his hands are miraculous or whatever the case may be. We've always talked about how he's underrated; he doesn't get a ton of respect necessarily around the league from the big lists or or the dominant wide receivers. And maybe it's because he plays opposite a, a guy like DK or opposite somebody who's supposed to be the number one quote unquote wideout, but. You know, when when you think about Tyler Lockett, what attributes of his stand out? Well, the the you know the touchdown play was a great play to see him do his thing and, and show the awareness and the spatial uh, <clears throat> understanding of what's up, what's at hand right there in the flash of an instant. The other catch on the sidelines when he when he just goes limp to stay in bounds is another phenomenal uh, um, illustration of his awareness. That's there's so much that goes into that. And all of the sports he's ever played in his lifetime have contributed to this. That he understands the space, the time, the the, the people around him, the the flight of the ball, <clears throat> field field position. I mean, everything. It takes everything, and he's just an extraordinarily gifted player. And uh, we don't we don't ignore it around here. We know. Um, I, I wish it was more obvious how, how how great he was to everybody else, just for the because he deserves it. But. Um, God, he just he did it again. Big fourth down catch too. I mean, and he made it across the sticks for the first down on that play. You know, just so many amazing things that he does. Really, we just marvel at how he continues to be so consistent. Did I hear you advocate for multi-sport athletes? Is that what you just kind of snuck in there too? Always, yeah. Uh-huh. Always. That might be the thing you and Brock have the most in common. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, we have many things in common. Yeah, we have many things in common. I didn't say you didn't. I said that's the one you have the (laughs) most in common. That's all. Because you know what strikes me, Pete, with that is, you know, we watch practice, we watch training camp and all of that. And while he works his stinking butt off and he does in the off season, it's not like you practice those things. Right, no. it's not like you, you can have how many how many of those reps of Tyler's catch at the back of the end zone or on the sidelines going. How many times does he get to do that over a course of a year in practice? Yeah, 
I know it's like, it's like my grandkids. They're they're practicing it in the living room all the time and in the bedrooms, and you know they're trying to they're trying to emulate them. That's what he must have been doing too. You know, you got to start when you're a little kid, and <clears throat> that stuff gets ingrained and in, in part of you for you know way back when. And and uh, um, you know the the, the multi sport thing. There is you know, it's the first question that I ask recruits and and uh, and potential draft guys was always you know what what other sports did you play what position did you play well, you know what kind of hitter were you what kind of you know scorer were you in hoops and because all of that just tells such a story about the experience that a guy brings to you and they don't absolutely have to have that but it tells the story you know did you play right field in little league you know <laughs> i'm sure a lot of that you know? is baseball basketball and track <clears throat> Are there other sports that you've heard people say that you get something out of and learn something yeah, about? If they, if, if they do play other sports, you know, if they whatever it, it may be, you know, uh, the, the the baseball thing is a big deal to me. You know, it, that's that's a hard sport to play, and that tells you. But but hoops is probably the one that carries over the most, and. Uh, <clears throat> the track thing helps because you get to know sure. times and jumps and stuff are like that. Are there other sports, though? I mean, I'm sure you've had some wrestlers. Well, if guys are soccer or guys are volleyball players, yeah. those guys, the, the, the finesse athletes that can do that kind of stuff as well as the other things, um, th- those are, you know, they're rarely a swimmer. <laughs> you know, we don't get many of those guys. But <clears throat> usually it's the basketball. What happens so often in basketball is guys stop playing after their sophomore year, you know, because they're they're zeroing in on, on football, which, I, you know, I don't agree with. You know, keep playing. You know, all the experiences help. Can I ask, uh, take your mind off San Francisco and tell Troop Monday and all this stuff and make you think maybe of an athlete, Pete, in your years, whether it was in the drafts in the 90s or your dynasty at SC or even the last, you know, 13 years here, was there a football player that maybe you didn't see it on the football field as much, but you actually saw it in all those other areas? Maybe his high school team wasn't very good, his coach wasn't very good, but you looked at the other stuff and you're like, man, I know that there's more in there. And as we project and we develop them because of the other multi-sports where he was so George good? Fan. Was there, was well, there somebody uh, the, that popped I, up? I don't, you know, I, I really I don't call, uh, recall something like that that way, that I, I could see it in other sports. I mean, there's there's a um, there's a, a guy we had, you know, a kid at SC that was a football player for us that was a basketball player earlier <clears throat> that we, we saw. Um, but, uh, you know, usually it's it's – it's just putting it together, you know, after the fact. You know, I, I can't say that I, I predicted some guy was going to be some great player. But um, it, it, it's just part of it's part of the expectations of a guy when he has done all of those things. Then you know he's going to make choices and decisions under the gun that are going to be more well-founded than others. And, and they, they usually surprise you and do things, and and uh, and, and they, they, they come through in a big way. I want to talk a little bit about Thursday. Before we do, I just want to make sure we get to it. <clears throat> Excuse me here before we run out of time. Uh, we don't know exactly what's happened with Coach Mike Leach, uh, but obviously... Yeah, well, getting, I, I just got a flash of that. We don't know exactly. It's a, a medical event. It's deemed to be quite critical. There was yeah. a story today out of Jackson that it was a massive heart attack. Oh, and gosh. things are not are not uh, you know particularly optimistic at the moment. Now, we don't know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. so I kind of want to preface all that. But you, know, you guys are both coaching here in this state together for a long time. What, what, what were your interactions over the years like <laughs> with one of the biggest characters that this sport has? Yeah, speaking of that... It, what when I was at USC, every now and then, uh, like on a Thursday night, I get a phone call out of nowhere from from Mike, and I didn't know him real well, you know. But he just wanted to just talk, you know, and and uh, so we we got we developed a you know a, a conversation relationship, um, and and I you know I always like the guys see things a little bit different, you know, and man, he had a perspective that I, I loved, and uh, 
<clears throat> so we just just had one of those kinds of conversations. I don't think I ever called him. He called me, you know, and, and we would just shoot the breeze, you know, and talk about stuff and be talking about games that happened or whatever. And he'd be pissed off at something. Can you believe this happened or whatever? Uh, he's a real character and, and a really great brain, a great mind. And uh, obviously, look look how, how he's, you know, he's kind of revolutionized ball in some extent, in some degree, and, and had a big impact. You know what's beautiful about football, Pete, is you can view the game through your lens and, and everything you believe in, and then I can do a Wazoo game, and he doesn't even know his defensive players' names. Like they're they're off the field, and he's still coaching offense, and he didn't even look at them for you know two hours of practice because he saw the lens totally you know through the eye of the offense. So beautiful stuff. Uh, worlds collide Thursday night. So you wearing neon green? Are we wearing neon green Thursday night? Do we know yet what we're no, doing? I don't, I don't know if we've said, put that word out yet. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, um, how, how how does this week ramp up? You know, there, it's not a normal week. As you said, it's going to be pretty light as far as on the field. How does this sucker ramp up to Thursday night? Uh, I'm I'm thrilled we're playing Thursday night. Let's get going. Let's get right back at it and go again. And it's, it's, um, th- these guys are playing great. <clears throat> They've had a fantastic year so far and, and uh, gives us a chance to do something really fun and special. And we're going to get after it and, and do everything we can to go get it. Um, Thursday night's always been an amazing night here in the area. Our fans and our stadium and, and all of that. <clears throat> We've had a lot of heroics and a lot of great times. And uh, why not? Why this, not? This team runs the ball, right? I mean, this team does some of the things right now that are challenging for you. They oh, want to yeah. run the ball. Be easy. They want to stop the run. It ain't going to be easy. They, they played great yesterday. Uh, played a great game. And they moved the ball around and Purdy threw the ball well. And they did a lot. They didn't just run the football. Their numbers will show that they did by late in the game, but they got so far ahead. Uh, they just executed really well, and their special players made the, made the plays. And uh, It's a big challenge. It's a big freaking challenge. But uh, let's go Thursday night. How are your rookies that? holding up? Uh, you know, we talked to him about that on Saturday night, kind of checked in with them and, and had the, oh, the veteran players, you know, kind of assess how they're doing, how they're hanging. They seem to be doing okay, you know, and, and – uh, uh, our our tackles they pass protected real well yesterday. They did a nice job. Uh, he playing a little banged up too and got through it. Didn't even didn't even flinch. Uh, had a little elbow thing he was dealing with and made it right through it. And so, uh, you know, uh, those for the most part. Uh, really, I've, I wish Will would have picked that ball up. Man, he had a great break on the, on the seam route and had a chance to get one and it's kind of surprised him a little bit. Um, uh, but those guys are hanging in there. His ability to cover ground is shocking. I yeah. mean, when you watch it in person, it really is. <clears throat> Quite remarkable. Coach, thank you. Uh, frustration, I'm sure, yeah. uh, for you yesterday and over the course of the last month. Four games to go. Now you're really in the final This is quarter the fourth quarter. Let's go. And, and I know I know to the 12s, yeah, it's frustrating. God, gone it. And, and we, we have our shot to do something. Let's do it. Thursday night's a great time to get started. All right, there you go. Coach Carroll, he'll be back Friday morning with P.J. Wright as well.